The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for analysis of every single Premier League match weekend. Of course, you can download and listen to our shows anywhere you listen to your podcasts. I'm Robbie Musto, my friend here, Robbie, of course, mm-hmm. and we have Mark Clattenberg as well with us, um, a former referee, but just read out the details of his career. It's pretty impressive. Premier League referee from 2004 to 2017. Uh, he's refereed marquee matches such as the 2016 Champions League final between Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and the Euro 2016 final between France and Portugal, amongst other big, big games in world football. Now, of course, refereeing in China. You're welcome. Pretty much experience there, Mark. Pretty good. For, for a young man. <laughs> yeah, young referee. Thank you. We'll, um, we'll also tease the topics that we're, we're, we're going to go through. We're going to look at uh, Bournemouth's alarming defeat to Watford and what that could mean, the consequences for Eddie Howe. We'll look at Leicester's shock defeat to Southampton. Let's remember Leicester beat Southampton 9 0 early in the season. We'll get into a meaty VAR chat with, with Mark and get his, his views on, on the current state of refereeing in the Premier League. We'll get to our underappreciated performances of the week because we know how um, you like to see who Musty and I have as our underappreciated players of the week. But first, we're going to the big match of the weekend. Mm. Spurs hosting Liverpool at the new White Hart Lane Stadium. Mm. Could Spurs and Jose Mourinho be the first team to, uh, to beat Liverpool? In the end, they didn't quite have enough. No, I think there was a defensive approach from Jose Mourinho, as we mm. expected. Um, Tanganga, the young player playing at right back, was yeah. a was a big surprise, yeah. given some of the other players that weren't selected. Jan Tongan being on the yeah, bench Eric and Eric Dyer as well. Mm. Um, but Liverpool, Rob, I think Jurgen Klopp realised that it was going to be a situation where it was going to be a compact Spurs team, mm. a deep Spurs team, and the, the rotation of his front players, particularly right from the first whistle, made it difficult for this Spurs side yeah. to stop them, to yeah. stop the, the, the football, to stop playing between the lines. Roberto Firmino, I thought, was, was sensational in that first half. Uh, we know he got the goal, of course, the all-important goal from the throw-in, um, but just his general dropping into midfield to give them the extra man and to, to allow Liverpool that nice, safe control, I thought was a key factor, particularly in the first half. I think what we know with Jose is, and we know the defensive setup and how well he can do things, is that he would almost have looked at Liverpool and worked out how he's going to stop them. And I think the thing, the point you make with Firmino is a great one in that he's one of the most unorthodox strikers I've ever seen. Mm. He doesn't play in the positions that he should do. He comes deep in the midfield, he drifts wide, he goes wide. in so many... But he plays, a, I think we've said it before, mm. a 10, a 9, an 8, a 7 and an 11. Mm. And because of that, he's so difficult to pin down that he, that he, he, he tests your defence in ways that, that most teams w- would struggle with. Mm. And then Liverpool, relentless as, a, as ever, will find a way through. This time it was, it was a throw-in routine and we know they've got a throw-in coach, so he'll take a bit of credit yeah. for that. Attention to detail again. Yeah. That was just the difference that got them the half opportunity yeah. and Roberto Firmino finished it in style. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jose Mourinho afterwards was saying how disappointed he was for that goal because the day before, they'd worked a lot on Good. defending yeah. throw-ins. Mm. And Harry Winks, um, again, people can check out the tactics session, comes out in a few days' time. We, we showed how Harry Winks lost his marker for that 
uh, for that goal. And it's a pretty basic mistake. But, you know, Liverpool just find a way, whoever they play against in big matches, um, to get the job done. Just interesting, Mark, where well, you've been here as well. And we knew it was going to be a big game. You've got high-profile players, high-profile managers. Just to get your take on what it's like going into a big game, we've just listed some of the games that you've refereed. Is there a, is there a extra focus, any difference the way that you approach refereeing a really big game with big personalities involved? Always. The bigger games always attract the bigger, the bigger audience. You know, even prior to refereeing the big games, you've you got this, like, buzz. Mm. Same as probably Same the, as players. the players. Of course yeah. you do. You yeah. get the buzz of, of refereeing big games. and it, They're always magical moments because if you get a great game in the big games, because mm. years ago the big games used to be dour events and people used to like micromanage there was mm. a mistake here. Yeah. What you want to do when you're coming out with big games is the game's exciting and it's not about the refereeing. Mm. That's one of the, the ultimates. And, but the referee... Big coaches, big players, but the skill sets. When you referee a, a lower, the lower teams yeah, in the up, Premier, yeah. the skill's not the same. Mm. The quickness of the top sides. You yeah. watch Manchester City, how they yeah. break. Liverpool, how they mm. break. Mm. It just opens games up. Is and it, it, It's more easier to referee when they're open yeah. than they are when it's nitty-gritty and it's tight. Is there more pressure that's on you? Do you feel yeah. more pressure yeah. if you make a, a mistake in a high-profile yeah. game? I know that's what you guys have to get used to, mm. but in a big game... Because you, you know it's going to be the media all going to be over big it. Yeah. if you make an error. And, and, I needed that. And oh, that was your book. That was yeah, your I, needed, I, needed yeah. The, I needed that pressure to want to, to wanna perform. Mm. Sometimes people were like that. I yeah. just needed... I didn't want the big games every week mm. because mentally it's tough. You know, yeah. one after another, it yeah. become, especially if you had a game in Europe as well. Yeah, mentally very tough. But it was nice to get one every few weeks. Yeah. And the buzz. Oh, I've got Man- I've got you know Liverpool via yeah. Tottenham, which you know. Prior to the game, that Mourinho wants to stop Liverpool, like yeah. he did in the past. Mm. You know, Tottenham want to get back after the Champions League yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to stop Liverpool. Yeah. So any team now play, that plays Liverpool, yeah. and the referee will be thinking, "Hold on." Yeah, Who's going to stop it? Am I going to be the referee yeah, that plays <laughs> when that they game. get stopped? So I'm always interested in your relationship, especially in big games with those top players. So your relationship with, with the managers, so, you know, a Klopp and, and, and a Mourinho, they will feel they can influence games from the touchline. And some of those big players, like if you've got a Jordan Henderson now, are you sometimes saying to Jordan, calm Roberto down or, or Mo Salah's on? Do you have that relationship where you could talk or, or, or yeah, how was yeah, it style? I think most of the time you're having to speak to Jordan to warn him because he's quite a hot head Geordie <laughs> yeah. might mack him as well but <laughs> the thing was I remember speaking to him when I first refereed him and uh, I ended up sending him off and his mum because they've come from the same village as me told him off so next time I refereed <laughs> next time I refereed him and he'd give us a little bit of Eric I just said I'm going to tell, tell your mum <laughs> <laughs> so that calmed him down yeah. so but man I, management yeah. yeah of course it is but that's the thing now in, 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 with top referees and top games mm. you, it's how you control because there's some there's some players out there yeah. that they've been pumped up mm. and you've got to be able to control them in such a way that is effective. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, there's the laws of the game and mm. people will watch it from the outside and say, yeah, the laws are the same for everything, mm. but players act differently in big games. Yeah. And you've got to be able to find the right moment when mm. the yellow card. Yeah, yeah. Because not every title's a yellow card. Mm. Some referees might decide not to give a yellow card in some of the big games to see how it's going to... Go yeah. Because if you go in early with a yellow card... Change outlook. Could change, yeah. could change it huge. A, big, uh, a little bit of debate online about Andy Robertson's tackle, Mark. And we, we'll get on to talk about Arsenal and Aubameyang's getting sent off. Did you think that was 
the, hand, the referees handled that right or was that a red card offence for you? I think Robertson's is a red card. Do you? Do you? Yeah, I think, and, and, I, and, I said, and I said this yesterday, that watch Robertson's reaction. He knows what he's done. He knows, and he's acting. He's play, for me, he was play acting because he knows. Well, by he's staying down in, in particular, yeah, but, saying he's got. But he's got the ball. F- he reached for the ball, but it's he irrelevant got to the now. ball for, first, and it's just it, it's almost accidental mm, the, yeah, the consequence of that lean. What referees do in situations like this, you know, Robertson's pushed the ball too far forward, mm. and he's lunging. Yeah, yeah. he's lunging yeah. for. Doesn't it make so is he out of control? Is, is that... That's what I feel. Yeah, he's out, out of control when he lunges. Yes, at the last minute, he's, he's lucky that his foot. Yeah, just brushes brushes the yeah. shin. Yeah, but that could have caused a serious injury. And I and I, and I watch Robertson's reaction, players' reactions. Yeah, I know. When, when yeah, a player yeah. gives a like Loughton yesterday gives yeah. away a penalty. Yeah, his reaction told it all. Yeah, he knows it's a penalty. Mm. Robertson knows he's in for a little bit of trouble. Mm. And it should at least be in a yellow card. I can, yeah, I can understand. If he'd gone yellow, yeah, yeah. Can, it's a debate. It's, yeah. It should Give stay as in a debate yeah. because people can argue it's a yellow. My mm. opinion, them tackles should be out of the game because yeah. it can end a player's career. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, I think it's a red card. But leave that as a debate. I wouldn't want VAR to get yeah. I just want to follow up, Rob, with, with what you're saying there because I think it's fascinating. And, and that you look at players' reactions immediately... As a, as a clue, yeah, as your yeah, evidence yeah, of yeah, what, what you what think's you think, just yeah. happened. But it's, it's, it's part of your decision. So you trust course. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. got to build up everything. Yeah. You've got to build up a picture in a split second. Mm. And that's, that's with experience, because when you first start refereeing, you don't have that skill set to be yeah. able to do it all. But I used, to, I used to analyse a lot. And when players, it's like when a bad foul goes in. Yeah. Are you telling me every referee sees them exact contact mm. point? Because it's yeah. impossible sometimes yeah, yeah, because yeah. the speed mm. and sometimes the bodies cover yeah, yeah, the actual contact, yeah. so therefore you don't see it. Mm. But what you do is you build up mm. a complete picture. Mm. I, had a, I had an incident in China where I don't see the full picture. Yeah. But what I do see is the outcome with mm. player, blood and scrape marks all the way down his chest. When you see the replay, mm. the foot starts from the top oh, right. and yeah. rakes all the way down his body. It's a, it's a stonewall red card. If I yeah. miss that, then I'm going to be criticised for life. Yeah. But I, I used all the clues and all the in- yeah. information to get the right result. That's great, Mark. Listen, we'll, we'll get yeah. a little bit more uh, on some referees. Let's, let's move the games on, uh, Roy Musco, yeah. because uh, that was a game at the top of the table, or certainly with Liverpool top of the table. Bournemouth and Watford Poor. down at the basement was every bit as important to both those teams. Mm. Watford came away from Vitality with a comfortable, comfortable Surprising 3-0 win in, in, in a six-pointer game. Yeah. Where does this leave Eddie Howe this, and this it, Bournemouth team? Uh, it, it leaves them in a situation that we've not seen before mm. this in, in the Premier League. Of course, we can go on and talk about the amazing job that he's done to get him there, and I get that, and that's all correct. Mm. But the, the worrying thing, and you often hear this, it's a bit of a cliche, the manner of the defeat. In this situation, that's what worries me the most. Yeah. I, I wanted to see more fight from Bournemouth, more energy from Bournemouth, more desperation from mm. Bournemouth. Now, even if you're not playing well and you've got your injured yeah. players, and I get yeah, that, yeah, yeah. it is the manager's job and the coaching staff's job is to get them to realise how important this game is mm. and to really fly at Watford. The atmosphere was poor. Watford looked in total control, by far the better team. Mm. Um, and Bournemouth have had situations before where they've been in a, a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and he's ways, ones, they? they find yeah. ways to get out of it. Yeah. And they, I mean, they were in a bad situation last year around this time and did better. Mm. Not as bad as this situation. Yeah. So they now would be one of the favourites relegation yeah. based on that body language. That being said, 
they're one win away from getting out of the relegation zone. And there's yeah, 16 games left, so there's there a long way to go. And I think they've got the likes of Brighton coming up and, and, and teams uh, like that. They've got Norwich, Brighton, Brighton and, and Villa. Villa. Yeah, I mean, three games. Right there is their that's season. That's their season right there. Here's my worry, Robin Musto, if, if, if I'm Bournemouth and a Bournemouth fan. You say this is new ground. It's almost like new ground for Eddie yeah. Howe and his team. Yeah. We don't know how he's going to react. We don't know how he deals in these situations. This is... Un- uncharted do you, territory. Do you know what's fascinating, Rob? And I listened to, we listen to all the managers yeah. as much as we can. And he was asked about his philosophy. Yeah. Uh, and, and do you think about changing your philosophy in difficult times? Mm. And his answer was really interesting. He said, well, you know what? I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. Because over the last few weeks, I am definitely coaching the team to be more defensive and more yeah. pragmatic. Yeah. And I'm sort of thinking, is it the right thing to do? Mm. I am thinking mm. about what is mm. the right thing to do in terms of playing their way out of trouble. Um, and today, we saw him with the inexperienced goalkeeper trying to play their way out and stick wrong to their thing. philosophy wrong against the Watford do. side mm. that are good at that. So yeah. I think he's playing with that in his mind yeah. every week of... Weighing it up. Am I going to change to get out of this trouble? Uh, or am I going to trust our philosophy will get us out of this situation? I hope Eddie Howe is, is not wedded to a style of play that is playing the right way to take him to the championship. Win football games, Eddie. If you have to go long and route one, win some games, stay in the league, mm. and, and come again and learn again. And I just want to bring you in on, 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 on this one, uh, Mark, because two teams at, at the bottom of the table, Robbie and I have both been inside yeah. of Wimbledon and Millsbury, where these, you know, you're in relegation six-pointers, you know it. You're on edge as a play. You're on edge at home with the missies. You're on edge when you get to, to the ground. The manager's pumped you up, and the game starts. And I always felt at those times... A, ref- a good referee understands what, what I'm going through, that knows my, my, my livelihood's on the, on, on the line. We get relegated and a whole lot of things change. How did you find and did you have to kind of man- manage the game a little bit differently with those kind of matches? Yeah, because I used to talk a lot on the pitch. But in certain games, I would distance myself at the right times. Because you don't want a referee coming up to you when you're angry. Yeah. And I could add fuel to the fire. Yeah, so yeah. I had that experience to dive out. Mm. I would let you have yeah. maybe a little bit more of a rant than I would normally okay. allow, yeah. known. You give me a bit more leeway. Because mentally, yeah. you're in a different part. Yeah. And yeah. I know, and I've refereed some huge relegation. I mm. remember one of my first seasons, refereeing Charlton, yeah. um, again, Charlton Crystal Palace. Oh, that's and, it, and, yeah. and it ended up yeah. Charlton went down. Yeah. Oh, Palace, yeah, Palace went down. Palace went down, yeah. And it was interesting because you could feel the whole atmospheres, the players, the the tension of the mm. of the spectators, and it and it it, trans- it goes onto the pitch. What for hundred percent sure? So, yeah. but a referee can certainly, especially the young ones, can you can see them when they go and do these these type of games that add fuel to the fire. Yeah, they go in yeah, with a quick yellow card, quick, up, yeah, yeah, and it ends up making it worse for themselves yeah. and. Is that why you think you get more red cards in those situations? Because of the environment and sometimes even the referee maybe not managing them? Could, could you, do, could you, do. You, you don't try to add to that as well, realising there might be some more yeah, desperate challenges. Yeah, yeah. Do you give them a little bit more leeway? Not on challenges, never. No, no not on challenges. I, I'm a firm believer protecting the players at all times because they're multi-million pound talents, they're an asset to the club. For me... I don't, uh, I don't yeah, like yeah. bad challenges. I don't like cheats and I don't like bad challenges. These are the two things I didn't like in football. Yeah. But what I would do is attitude. If you give me some verbals that probably went uh, over the mark, yeah. I would probably give you a bit more than I would normally. Uh, okay. um, if there was a challenge, maybe do I go in with a yellow card? Because people say to me, oh, I want consistency in football. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you don't get consistent. Yeah. Because people say that the laws of the game are 
are clear. Yeah, yeah the laws of the game yeah. are there, but there's some guidelines, there's some discrepancies, there's some uh, a chance to, to be able to manage, and that's what the top referees can do. So in these type of games, it's when you go in with a yellow card and when you don't. And sometimes I would say to a player who was probably over the edge, and he might commit a, a challenge which is on the border of a yellow card, yeah. possibly, mm. later in the game it could yeah. be, I might say to that player, hey, that's your one. That's mm. your one for the game. Yeah. And that may just bring him down thinking, yeah, you know yeah. what? That referee's trying to help. Mm. Wherever you went yeah. in with the yellow card, it yeah. could, could have the Good. worst effect. Mm. Yeah. Next game, Robbie Hill. Mm. Um, the final game this weekend, yeah. we watched Manchester City demolish mm. Aston Villa 6-1. I think, I think when Man City are in full flow, right, and we know the situation right now, and Liverpool are very different and still 14 points ahead of this team. I'm not sure whether we've seen such a, a, a talented-looking, dynamic, skillful, a, a beautiful football team in Man City. We've got a great example of Philip Parker, mm. how good they can be when they've got the time and space to play a little bit. Yeah, and, and they are very different. I think it's in, in the manner that they do it, Rob, in the possession, in the movement, in, in the combination plays, in the thrilling incision in, in the last third. It, 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 it's, it's very different. It's very unique. We've, we've seen very few teams who can play at this level for this length of time and some great individuals amongst them. None more though than Sergio Aguero. Most goals scored ever by a foreign player in yeah. the league, ever. Goes past the great Thierry Henry. Mm. Most goals scored ever. Patrick's in the Premier, in the mm. Premier League. 12, 12 taken over yeah. from Alan Shearer. I mean, yeah. he is an absolute Premier League legend yeah. and um, you know, has just continued to get goal after goal after goal, season after season yeah. after season. Some great assists again. De Bruyne again mm. was magnificent in the game. Just a quick line, Aston Villa, Dean Smith. <sighs> Should we expect a little bit more? Soft. For the fans, Soft. expect a little bit more. We all know newly promoted. Yeah. We all know that. We all know how good City yeah, can be. Yeah, yeah. But other teams have done a better Norwich, job. Norwich have beaten Manchester City. They were promoted. 40-odd thousand fans will turn up at Villa Park. Yeah. You spent a load of money in the summer. Yeah. At least have a go. At least put, leave one on yeah. one or two players. Yeah. And then, you know, at least let City feel they're in the game. City toyed with them today. They, 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 they tickled their bellies. And they play into the hands. They, they try to play out. City all over them. They don't mm. want to run. City don't want to run back, do they? Just yeah. a few more longer balls, maybe, to try and get City players to mm. run back and not have that great success with the press. But very comfortable, comfortable victory for mm. them. When there's, again, Mark, bringing you in here. Um, when there's a game where it's a blowout and the t- one team is clearly better than the other and it's getting to an embarrassing scoreline, do, again, do you change in the way that you referee given the situation in the match like this. Should be like boxing, shouldn't it? Stop the match. Yeah, yeah. Stop the match. Three points more round and you're done. Yeah. The, the, prob- the problem is, and I, I, I remember doing games and the scoreline was high, and I remember having a discussion with my boss a, a day later, and it shows how important things are, and goals are important because yeah, of the goal yeah. difference. And yeah. I think I blew. I didn't play the correct added on time. I think I blew with about 15 seconds early because the ball went into the corner. Yeah. And I knew that if the ball goes in the corner, there could be a little scuffle. Yeah. So I blew 15 seconds early, knowing nothing would happen. Yeah. But the implications of even blowing up early wow. are huge mm. because of betting. Seconds. You know, all oh, the betting but, patterns, all oh, the yeah, um, so, you know, yeah. goal difference is so important. Mm. So for the integrity of, of football in, in the league, you have mm. to... You have to apply yourself in the same way, even if the score's high. But, you know, players act differently. Yeah. You know, they, you, you say to me, Villa players wanted to be on that pitch at the end. They mm. know that they've had a, a bit of a, a yeah. hiding today off Manchester City. But 
you know, going back to what you said, you know, known Villa, yeah. the players, yeah, they've probably been rolled over today, mm. but that's not the game. They probably no. knew yeah, in their heart of hearts. Yeah. I would have knew when I was refereeing this match mm. that Certainly. Manchester City yeah. would go and give Villa yeah. a good, a good, a good scoreline. And the players mm. probably thought that as well and thinking about the next game. Yeah. Mm. As ex-pros, just before we move on this one, just as, as ex-pros, we, we obviously are eulogise about uh, Sergio Aguero. Just as a ref, and I, I remember you saying something, um, I think it was yesterday about Sergio Aguero, just as a player, how he continually plays on, on the shoulder uh, of the last defender. He's always testing almost referees and linesmen. And he's a master at saying, you know what, I'm going to run in behind and if I'm offside a couple of times, that's fine because I'll get there eventually. Just talk to us about, you know, a, a player of that quality and, and how challenging he is. He must make you feel you've got to be on top of your game because he's, he, he's, he's a master of his trade. Yeah, when, when he first came to the Premier League, it was like, wow. You know, now he's getting a bit older. He has mm. slowing up a bit. Yeah. But when he first came in, and like you, like you said before, he used to play, or he still does, right on the shoulder of the defender, mm. which is a nightmare for the assistant referees mm. because... He was in and out, yeah. and that caused doubt. Did he get back onside? Did he get offside? Uh-huh. And his thought process was that if I'm off, if I make this run six times and I'm off three, I could potentially score three goals because he's in, yeah, clean yeah, through. Yeah. And you watched him today, he took some mm. gambles, yeah. and that's what, how he creates his goal. Mm. But there's one thing about Sergio Aguero, you know, people will say he's one of the greats. He is yeah. if one of the greats of the Premier League. He stayed in the Premier League mm. so long. But actually, the referee me was a breath of fresh air. I can't recall a time when I refereed him that he cheated. He went down with no challenge. He was a player you could trust that when he did go down, he would get a penalty. Is that because... something that would influence you then? That you would think if he's gone down, would you, <laughs> would you have to think? <laughs> yeah, but would you have to think again? This is surgery. He doesn't go down. Time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but you're still always trying to find a good angle. Yeah, you're always trying to find a good angle. Yeah. Always, but there's players, for example, you know, I wouldn't like the name, but there's a, mm. there's a few that we could probably call out that go down very easily yeah. and with that then what you're trying to do is even get closer in oh, a better be angle sure. to yeah. be 100% sure because yeah. without VAR in the mm. past I've refereed without VAR yeah. you give a penalty it was a penalty mm. yeah. now yeah. VAR should have point. cleaned up the, the simulation mm. now because now if a player simulates yeah. <laughs> it's going to be overturned Good stuff. Moving on uh, another big game today uh, or this weekend Leicester City 1 Southampton 2 I mean Ralph Hasselhurtl and Dannings continue Mm. to pull it all together yeah. and basically saving the football club. And I think Southampton are a club, Rob, that we've agreed on throughout the season. Yeah, they're in, they're in trouble again. And yeah. yes, we get frustrated because it mm. looks like they've got good players there, but they have got good players there. And at a certain point, mm. it's going to click, they're going to get the results, and they've done that now. This is a huge result for them in their quest to stay up. I think they're going to be OK now with the confidence and the way that they're playing, both going forward and defensively. But in some respects, Rob, I see similarities between Bournemouth and Southampton Better players than the results are showing. When they get it together, get spirited, and the centre forward score is scoring goals. Danny Ings has got 14 of them now. Mm. They look, you know, mid table, and as you say, shouldn't be really be in a relegation fight. It's almost what Bournemouth have got to do: get Callum Wilson scoring goals. You know, find that unity and spirit yeah. again, and, and, and drag themselves out out of this situation. And, Ra- and Ralph Hasenhutl getting mm. beat nine, yeah, and looking as yeah. down as he's ever seen a manager. Has gone again. Yeah. He's gone again. He's still deep it's, it's a little Eddie bit Howe. as well, hasn't just, yeah. Again, back quickly to Bournemouth. Yeah. Can he go again? Can he find a way to get yeah. the team back on track? Because he's done a brilliant job. And beating the Leicester side that we've, of course, mm. spoke so highly about um, now. Yeah. A blow for Leicester. I mean, it's tough no, to be as good, it's tough to be as good as them. Spot now, aren't they? You just wonder if the second half of the season might start to take a little bit of a dip. Top four. 
Top four yeah. is a challenge for yeah, them. That's, that's what they'll be absolutely delighted yeah. when they can get into the top yeah. four. Um, and I think they will. I still think they, yeah. they'll put good it manager, together. Good manager, decent good good players good, and yeah. um, people who've had experience. So, OK. Mark Clattenburg, we've got you here. We're going to make you earn your corn. <laughs> we'll, let's move on to, to VAR, Mark, because obviously it's, it's the height of everybody's conversation in, in football. How, how, what's your views on, on VAR? And can we just go through your, your five points of what you feel would improve the system and help VAR to have, just be better in our game? Yeah. VAR is here to stay. 100% it's mm. here to stay. It's now been introduced in football. Everybody wanted it. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there was too many mistakes in high-profile situations not to have it. What you can't have is a massive match or a relegation mm. and a team goes down on a, a bad offside call or a... A simulation of a penalty. Yeah, but people were comp- people were complaining. People were complaining for years, so they wanted technology. Referees wanted support. Yeah, they did. They want support. Mm. Is the is VAR working? No. Is VAR got some good points? One hundred percent, because it's reducing red cards. There's been a reduction of six red cards at this for this match round pre- from previous year. So therefore, you don't see off the ball incidents. It's very rare mm. now. Because players know that they're going to be retrospectively mm. sent off at that match, not three, uh, for three yeah, games later. Yeah. They're also you're getting less holding in the penalty area, mm-hmm. it attacking free kicks yeah. and corners, which is creating more chances. So it has got its positives, mm-hmm. but there's many negatives. Yeah. You know, one of the you know one of the negatives is offsides. Another negative is penalty kicks. For example, players encroachment. We're now yeah, ultra-managing. Yeah. We're using mm. this technology and using it precisely. And I'm not comfortable with that. If a player comes inside by one millimetre, two yeah, millimetres, and both you, players are in, you want the support. Yeah. You that say, was allowed. You yeah. the referees wanted the support. They're getting the support with... with but they're with using it. It's how it's used. And why, when, when do we use it? You know, I was told when VAR was going to be introduced, it was going to be for clear and obvious mistakes. Yeah. We're not. We're not using... Do you, are you telling me... When a player comes in by one foot, mm, that's a clear and obvious mistake. Mm. Because referees have allowed it for you. Why do referees stand one metre inside the penalty area? Why? Because if a player runs past your vision, you see it. Yeah. Because you're watching the, mm, you're watching the penalty yeah. taker. Yeah. Casey does the, um, yeah, the, the step. step yeah. So you, as a player runs across you, you think, oh, that's not correct. So you don't want that. So, so that's why yeah. so you don't want support there. So you need tolerance. You need, yeah. Football is about emotion, about... You know, the excitement. And what VAR is doing is killing mm. this type of enjoyment. If we look at offsides, for example, we're now... Yeah, let's go through your five points. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll I, I talked about... When I've heard these. I talked about removing offsides. Okay. Because at the moment, we can't change the law. Because the law can't cha- be changed till June the 1st. Yeah. If IFA make a decision in f- yeah. next month um, when they meet. So... You've got two things. You either accept the technology, which is all those flawed, mm. because when a player kicks the ball and when they're actually looking at the 3D technology, yeah. it's not accurate enough. Where, if we're talking about an armpit and a mm. toenail, mm. which is unique to the Premier League, yeah. because it doesn't happen all over the world, because the Premier League is the fastest yeah. and most exciting league in the world. Therefore, if we're going to talk about armpits and toenails, we'll have to take it out. We'll have to take it away from VAR. Mm. Till we get better technology or we change the law. And if we change the law because we can't get better technology, mm. then why not just take the line of the feet? Yeah, that's is what I'm the with plan. Of, of feet, so, yeah. 
Because what, what's happened now in football, and it's in the past, the, the, the advantage was always with the attacker. Mm. Always. Mm-hmm. In offside and in handball. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, VAR has taken both accounts back to the defender. So now, a defender can handball in the penalty area, and an attacker does the same offence, yeah. it's penalised by a disallowed goal. But you don't give a penalty, so therefore, mm-hmm. the advantage. And offside, now, there's no benefit. It's so black and white that an armpit can be offside. Have you ever heard of a player score <laughs> with an armpit? <laughs> Never. So I'm not, com- I'm not comfortable with the, way it, 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 the offside at the moment, and it's spoiling the excitement. When a player look, used to look across at the assistant and the assistant kept his flag down, a player used to go and celebrate. And the excitement no, and the but, but VAR is getting some of those decisions right, though, as well. Some tight ones we've seen, and then you do see VAR and you go, oh, he's offside. It has got those ones right, and it's cleared up those. It's more, to me, the technology doesn't seem right. But, but what you've also got to understand, Bobby, is the assistants are t- encouraged not to, not yeah, to flag. Not to flag, So yeah. we don't know, mm. at this moment oh. in time, how many of the offsides they would have made. Yeah. Because point, yeah. with the technology, mm. they, they encourage They'd to keep it keep down, it down allow, the, then, the, yeah. allow the, the conclusion of that incident. Yeah, and then we go back and check. When I, when I was in the Premier League, the, the accuracy of assistant referees was unbelievable. Mm. That, wasn't, that wasn't an issue with VAR. I never yeah. heard VAR was going to be introduced for, like, Off, for yeah. offside. It wasn't yeah. really a major problem. But wasn't it? Wasn't it there, 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 was, there were often mistakes with offside. The goals mm. were given with it. There was, Robbie, but I'm I know, talking I know minimal. Yeah. I'm talking minimal. Wow. It now... For me, where VR is, it was brilliant to help the referees is more on the penalty kicks, because top top level now in the Premier League, it was so difficult to judge, and players were becoming mm. actors. They weren't just footballers; they were actors, <laughs> and sometimes they were going down, and you couldn't be one hundred percent. And it, the worst feeling in the world is a referee: you give a penalty, and you watch it back, and there was no contact. Yeah, so therefore, yeah. why can technology yeah. be able to reverse that? that yeah. I was at my very first game at Old Trafford when I didn't give the ball over the line with Mendes. Oh yeah, Mendes along. Yeah. I'm still I'm still on the videos now, <laughs> the, the bloomers for. But that could have been solved in yeah, seconds. That's yeah. what technology yeah, is for. The, the, the Thierry Henry yeah. handball, yeah. the Maradona yeah. handball. Yeah. These yeah. are the scandals. Mm. Yeah. Not. Yeah. If he's on. And they mo- most often yeah. happen in the penalty yeah. box. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Listen, we obviously offside the thing. We, let's get through. We want to try and get through your five point plan. Yeah. So, so that offside, yet yeah, you you want um, that removed at the moment. Clear and obvious. Um, the, the phrase you, you're a little bit uncomfortable with that. That what it's a bit too grey. That it's not de- yeah. definitive enough. Well, they set the bar at the start of the season. The Premier League came out and made a statement that the bar has got to be high. Yeah. <laughs> what is high? What is clear and obvious? What is clear and obvious to you is different yeah. to me. Yeah. Therefore, nobody's got a clear guideline. And that's leading to inconsistencies. One week I'm seeing that they're coming out with a statement that the VAR has, has informed the referee that it was, he's made a clear and obvious mistake, therefore we're, we're given a penalty. OK, I can accept that. Yeah. But then the next week it's not a penalty. Mm. So where is the clear yeah. and obvious? It, so and because the VARs are different every week, and for every different game, the yeah. VAR might have a different guideline in his head what's clear and obvious. And also they're using some inexperienced referees. Does he want to? Does he want to yeah. undermine the big yeah, experience yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is another point we'll get to. Because yeah. yeah, absolutely right. Our next one, I'll read out for you. Allow the captains two two challenges per match. So just no. I think we'll cancel no. that. <laughs> no, cancel that. No, no. no. Um, it's, an it's an idea. It's, it's an idea. It's, it's, it's a mooted idea. Yeah, because just explain why why I put it in was that because 
at the moment, it's not working. The mm. clear and obvious. Yeah. It's mm. it's at a point where it's it's too inconsistent. Mm. People are still arguing about it. This team didn't get the red card. This team did, and and, and everything else. And I just thought it works in other sports like mm. cricket. Yeah, where the captain's allowed to to have a challenge in discussion with his teammates. Yeah. They've got to set time. And if he loses them rights, if it was two a game and he lost mm. them rights, then the ownership goes back onto them. People have said to me, well, actually, it would, they would use it for a tactic. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah, because yeah, yeah. if they lost the two challenges, when they, when they felt they were wrong. Yeah, they, and yeah, and right. what it would do is it would put the ownership from the referee. He would make his decision. The mm. assistant would make his decision, yeah. like an offside. So we're not looking at armpits. And if a team thinks they've been wronged, then they say, I think I've been wrong. Can you have a look at it? And why not? Because it's just to have a look to see if it improves because at the moment it needs to be improved. Mm. And I'm looking at probably some areas that could be trialled, maybe in a youth tournament, to see if it's got any benefit. If it hasn't got any benefit, then we'll leave it. Mm, But I think a player and a coach knows when they've been massively wronged. I'm not mm. talking about wronged. Yeah. Like Mourinho, yeah. Mourinho yesterday about the throwing. Yeah. That was so yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You can't the tell. David Moyes yeah. one's interesting, isn't it, with Declan Rice and the head and he, he, he snogged goals. That, feel, that didn't feel right. Well, it doesn't, it, yeah. but it doesn't. But the, yeah. that's the laws of the, the laws, that's yeah. not VAR, that's yeah, yeah. the laws, yeah, the new true, laws of yeah, the game. Yeah. So that's why I put the, mm. the two challenges in. Okay. Number four. I think everybody in the world of football... It, the Premier League's been unique in this because when it's been used in, in Italy, Spain, Australia, this is so China... Just referees going to the monitors, yeah, that, that's what you want. Yeah. I don't, if we look at, for example, Bang Yang's red card yesterday, mm. it happened in front of the technical area. So therefore, the monitor's in the technical area. Mm. The challenge happened two, yeah, right, two metres yeah, away. I'm yeah. not sure what the fourth official was doing. He may be having a cup of tea as well <laughs> because he should be able to see that challenge. Yeah. And... It took over two minutes for the process. Yeah. Mm. So there, happened now, the referee blows his whistle, he's given a yellow card, which is fine. Yeah. On the pitch, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a yellow yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah, because so. there's no speed, there's no, there was no intensity. It looks a trip. Yeah. It yeah. looks a, a trip, promising attack, yeah. yellow card. Mm. But now the VR should have informed uh, Paul Tierney, the referee, um, please, I think when you, when you see the replay you'll see something different. Yeah. yeah. You could then quickly go to the monitor and what they've looked at is people say to me, ah, it's, not as, it's not a bad challenge. It isn't. There's no, it's not a challenge where he's meant to do it, mm-hmm. but that's been taken out of the laws. What the referee has to do is deem the contact point and the contact point, anything above the ankle, you're running the risk. Mm-hmm. Then you have to take the second point. Is there any speed? Is there any malice? Mm-hmm. And when you put these factors together, that's what you start building the red card. Yeah. So going back to the Robertson's tackle, that had more speed than a Baggy Yang's. Mm. Yeah. So that's why I believe if one's going to be a red card, I think both should be a red card. Mm. And the last point is getting the referees to wear live microphones and mm. make the, order of, the audio available to all inside the stadium and people watching at home. So yeah. just explain that one too. Well, at the moment, you know, people are less likely or wanting to go to the stadiums, you know, because... The best experience you get now as a football fan is yeah. watching it on TV. Yeah, yeah. Because you get replays, you're now getting the chance to, to see, before anybody else, the replays for VAR. Yeah. So to get people back into stadiums and to enjoy the experience of being in a stadium, mm. the need to have identical situations. So, for example, if the referee goes to the pitch eyed monitor, which should, mm. he can then show the video to everyone. 
the TV companies get it, the big screen gets it. And open the audio up between the guy in VR who's in, in an office in Stockley Park, so he's in a clean environment, mm. and the referee. The argument could be, Robbie, that you could hear foul language. Yeah. No, you won't, because the VR monitor, where it is, yeah. is in an isolated area. So that, 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 that isn't an issue. Yeah. So the, you could open the microphone as a referee and have that conversation with the VR. When Please. you're, when you're yeah. away from the players, yeah. over yeah. the monitor. Yeah. Can you give me, for example, if I, if I talk about... A Bang Yang's red card. I would sh- ask him to the VAR, please show me the contact point. He shows me the contact point. Okay, I'm happy with that. Mm. Now shows it in real time because I want to see the intensity. You yeah. can't see the intensity on slow motion because everything looks 10 times worse mm. in slow motion. Mm. So you need to watch it in real time. And then once I've made my decision, I would be saying to the VAR, my recommendation is now I'm going to change my yellow card to a red card. I'm giving a red. The VAR shouldn't be the decision maker. Yeah. The referee is the yeah. decision maker. He's the yeah. boss. Yeah. He's on the pitch. He mm-hmm. feels it. Yeah. The VAR yeah. shouldn't be mm. the referee. The ref- yeah. I don't. I don't find I that comfortable. Totally agree with that. But yeah. I want to hear the process. Mm. I want to understand. I might not agree yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, what it will do, Robbie, and Robbie is that it'll educate people. Because if I mm. went through the whole process of the Bangyangs, you would then be thinking, actually. I'll use that in future when I see that type of yeah. challenge. Which you've yeah, just, yeah. Which you've just described about yeah. the, the foot and the pressure Perfect. and the yeah. contact point. Everybody will hear that mm. on a regular basis and, that, and will be more informed with the decision. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I yeah. do like that. I think focusing on those inside the box, I think going to the monitor, is. I think now yeah. we're at a point we want to see Absolutely. that. We want the referee to own that decision, whether he made a wrong one, he has the opportunity to correct it. Um, the, the offside is still going to be... That's a if tough one. There's no easy. There's no easy. If you take it out, one. right? Yeah. And and then you you do correct some things inside the mm. box, with, with, and yet an offside is a, a player's at a yard offside. They're saying, yeah. "Why Someone's are we using jump. it?" Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. It yeah. might yeah. be the feet. It might be the you measuring might have to the feet. Go through a bit of, of tough yeah. times to get. Just before one. we move on to the other games, I just want to ask Mike about the handball rule. <laughs> the handball rule that you, not in general, yeah. the one that leads to a goal scoring yeah. opportunity. I think. I, we would yeah, agree yeah. that scoring a goal with your hand, mm. okay, yeah, that, that, that won't be allowed. But the assisting part and build yeah. up to a goal yeah. is given so many... I mean, of course, VAR can, can examine it as a microscopic detail. And the calls have been right. Do you like that law, Mark? Is it something that IFAB might say, you know what, let's just stick with when they score yeah. and not in the build up to a goal? They might have to look at it mm. because it doesn't feel right. No, doesn't feel because right. absolutely doesn't Declan feel right. Declan Rice doesn't go to handball. It actually yeah. comes off. The defender's head, head yeah. on Declan Rice's hand, yeah. so it's a complete totally accident. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like how it was written when when it came out on first of June, and I was I was I was refereeing in China. So we implemented it immediately. So we were given the law, and as a referee, I thought, you know what, I quite like this because I never felt it never felt right that a player could score a goal with his hand. Never okay. felt right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't in the laws of the game. Yeah. Because it had to be a deliberate act, and yeah. I'm sorry. Not one referee in the world could find out if it was deliberate. Because yeah, you ask the player and the player's yeah. going to say no. Of course he's going to say no. So yeah. they had to take deliberate out. And what they've tried to do is they've tried to define different scenarios to get consistency with handball because it was so inconsistent. Mm. And they will get consistency, yeah. 100% more consistency with handball. 
but does it feel right? Mm. Because I feel for Declan Rice and yeah. West Ham. Yeah. We've seen yeah, others, we we've seen yeah. others, haven't we, from Pennyboss? Yeah. He's tricked off somebody's Willy arm. Bolly like, oh, with the Willy Bolly. The Man Jesus, City Jesus. One. Yeah, Jesus with yeah. a Laporte yeah. flicked off his hand. Yeah. I, I just... I it just doesn't feel... It doesn't, no. Is a fan, is a referee, I've got sympathy. But it's the law. So it's not yeah. the VAR's yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. The VAR's checked it yeah. in accordance yeah, with the law. The way it's written, it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel right. Possibly, like you've just said, I think, is it feel better if it goes straight to the goal? Yeah. But then I didn't feel, if I'm being honest, it never felt right when a play again like, was clean through in on goal because of a handball, an accidental handball. Yeah. It never yeah. felt, yeah. and yeah. most referees, mm. the experienced ones, would blow the whistle. Yeah. Why? Because it never led to anything. And if you stopped it before it led yeah. to anything, nobody could say you've, dis- yeah. you've, you've, you've given an incorrect goal. Yeah, yeah, it was more yeah. controversy. Yeah. So referees went into a safety mm. mode. Yeah. So that's why there was so many inconsistencies. So on the halfway line, it would it wouldn't be a handball, but the further up the pitch it did. Yeah. So I've have tried to change it. So you are going to have more consistencies yeah. Yeah. because this type of handball will always be punished. Mm. But do they need to change it for the you, for the love of football? Qu- Anna, yeah. Quickly, sorry, Rob. Just, what do you think will? Allow that process to happen. They, they will change it. They, they will look at it. You know the the, the people, some of the people who, who are involved. Yeah. So will, will the things like the, the media attention and, and fans shouting and things will will things like that affect them, or, or do they look at this coldly? No, no, because people can put recommendations in, so they'll have many, many recommendations. I have many. Yeah. People want to change the way football's played. Yeah. And there'll be players that have a they have a. They have a group that meet oh, okay. ex-players to try and improve the game. Oh, okay. Arsene Wenger's now involved in the VAR yeah. system oh, okay. to try and make it better. So everybody's mm. making some recommendations. Arsene never saw anything like No, Arsene. he never did. <laughs> oh, he did my bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody wants to improve. But what we have at the moment is I'm lo- we're losing the love of football. Yeah, yeah. And when, when football... Mm. That spontaneity, yeah. Mark, when a goal goes in. That emotion. The most, if, when when oh. you've seen David Moyes... Yeah. And... And I believe, when I watched it live, I thought, that's a good goal. Mm. Never dreamt Declan Rice had hit his yeah, hand. Yeah. And the emotion of West Ham equalising in the last minute, yeah. celebrating with the fans, the fans yeah. are the high. Yeah. Now, even as a football fan, as a Newcastle fan, I'm actually haven't can't celebrate till the yeah, ball's been calls, kicked off. Isn't it? How yeah. can there's, that there's be right? It can't be right. It's frustrating. You don't celebrate no. until the goal's kicked off. I mean, it's... Oh, you know, we, we can go round and round and round with it. Um, I think some of the points you made are, are really good points. Yeah. And I think the handball, I'd, I just hope that changes mm. uh, next time around. But we could go on and on about this yeah, stuff, Rob. Yeah, next Robert. time you're here, mate, but, Will. But <laughs> let's just jump around the league for the last few results. The ones that yeah. we want to talk about real briefly. Mm. Um, I think Everton's really interesting. Ancelotti again, 1-0 victory against Brighton. Yeah. Um, finding a way to keep the excitement going around Goodison Park and the new manager. I think that's really important. What other games, Robert, stand uh, out to you? Manchester United, good day yeah. for them. Goals from strikers, kept a clean sheet ahead of the big game at Liverpool next weekend. Good day, good weekend for Oli. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal, uh, interesting, Rob, 1-0 one, yeah. up with Aubameyang, Aubameyangachi, red card. That yeah. means he's out for three games. Palace get back into the game. Yeah. Just a little sort of um, reminder to um, Mikel Arteta, his work to do. Yeah, Chelsea as well, 3-0 against Burnley. Funny mm-hmm. sort of game, one of those games that kind of wasn't mm-hmm. an amazing game, yeah. but they get the goals, they get the three points, really important for them. Um, but let's move on, Robbie, to our, mm-hmm. our, our normal feature, yeah. underappreciated performance of the week, Mark. Yeah. We, we always do this, we try and just pick out somebody a little bit different that might have done something special over the yeah. weekend. I'll start with mine. Mm. I'll go back to Everton <clears throat> and the goal scorer, Richarlison, the young Brazilian. Yeah. And I think people realise he's a really important player for Everton. I'm saying... He's a really, really good player. Really, he's really? still 
I think early 20s. Yeah. Really early 20s. 22, I think. In terms of tools and attributes and physique mm. uh, and abilities and skills, really, really top. I just think this boy yeah. is going to be a very, very good, consistent goal scorer, effective player in the Premier League for many, many seasons to come. And maybe at some point Everton might struggle to keep hold of him. Well, my undepreciated performance comes from a player in the team of the moment, Abdullah Dukure. The big powerhouse who's now playing more as a number 10, Rob. We've seen him more formerly as an eight, an up-and-down, box-to-box type player. But Nigel Pearson's played him higher up the pitch. He scored the all-important first goal, having influence over matches of late. And I remember saying, maybe, what, about a year ago, when he was playing really well under Javi Garcia, that he's a a top-six player. I really liked him. And um, I think Nigel Pearson's starting to push the right buttons. He's coming back to some of his very best form. It was a great weekend. And Mark Lambert, oh. thank you so, so much Absolutely. for coming on and, and giving us some really interesting snippets, of mm. course, on our show and our podcast as well. So that's it for this week. Thanks to Mark Clattenburg for some great insight of the referee and his views on VAR. We'll be back after January the 19th. The big game, Liverpool will be Manchester United. We'll see if United can be the first team to dent Jurgen Klopp's team. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. And it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.